Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the first episode of the Digital Chris Retro Gaming Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a longer take on the blog post that I'm putting out and the micro content on social media. Uh, so the first post I put out on the page uh, was remembering the original NES Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, I go back very vividly of remembering when we first got it, my brother and I, uh, actually my brother, who uh, it was his 10 um a 10 year uh, birthday he was turning 10 and i believe it was october of 89 so i was five uh, he's five years older than me and with this system you know that was like his big gift with the system he got mario duck hunt uh the light gun came with it and sky shark so after just looking at the facts sky shark um came out in september of 89 and this was october of 89 so uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, October of 89 and not 90. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just, I mean, early memories of the system that I had. Uh, obviously, Mario 1, uh, Duck Hunt, uh, and, and then just, you know, playing some of the games like Mega Man 2 was probably my favorite game of all time. Uh, but, you know, Blaster Master, another tough one. Uh, and then, you know, with my brother's friends in elementary school and my friends too, and, and trading and playing everything. We got into some really weird games. Uh, I remember uh, Demon Sword was uh, a weird one. It was basically like a Japanese game. Uh, a Steinax was a really uh, weird one. Um, you know, Kung Fu obviously was what they would call a black box game. Uh, Boy and His Blob was another uh, one out there. Uh, all of these weird games, but... Uh, you know, the NES was something that everyone eventually had, but everyone remembers to this day, whether it's through emulation... Um, through, you know, something like the NES Classic or people that still carry the original hardware. So um, I, I always remember how hard the games were, even going back, uh, you know, playing them now. It, it's just some of them were not even fun to replay. And, you know, you're trying to question yourself, like, how the hell did we play this back then? Uh, between the no saving and the platforming and, and dying and jumping and... Uh, all that stuff. I mean, Battletoads uh, comes to mind uh, when I think of hard games because uh, I don't know anyone that's ever passed that level with the jet skis. And I think that was only level two or level one, uh, part three or something like that. But that was one of the hardest games. Uh, Simpsons, one of my favorite games. I don't even remember getting past the first level. Uh, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos of like the second level in the mall, and I don't remember that. I mean,. I just remember that, you know, you had fun painting everything from, you know, purple to red. And, you know, it was Bart Simpson. You got to control him. Uh, but the game was impossible. Even going back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, uh, which had nothing to do with the cartoon series at the time. I think all of the content was based on the comic book. Uh, so every TMNT fan uh, playing that game had no idea what was going on. But the game was also very difficult. So, you know... Everyone remembers dying and using all their lives at the underwater board, defusing the bombs. Um, they don't remember ever getting to the shredder or driving in the um, turtle wagon. Uh, but it is still, you know, a memorable game. But when you go back and play now, it's basically impossible to play. And if you need some more detail, take a look at the Angry Video Game Nerds. Uh, I think it's 10 years old already. Uh, video about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game, just uh, how impossible it is, uh, but also how irrelevant it is compared to what we were used to. Uh, two-player games, uh, always love the two-player games, whether it's the sport games, 
um, the co-op like uh, TMNT 2, the arcade game. Uh, you know, I, I was big on the kind of weird uh, sport games, so like ice hockey where you could pick your fat, small, and medium guy. And uh, also, you know, Super Dodgeball was one of my favorite ones uh, where you have like these exaggerated throws of the ball and it's it like every stereotypical um, country that you went to, there's like a character that was a stereotype of them. So it's, it definitely want to fly nowadays. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool, uh, you know, going to Iceland and going to India and China and seeing all these little characters. Um, but yeah, that would definitely not fly now. But uh, another fun game too. Uh, also, I remember, you know, having the games in the sleeve it was like a leather chest. But we never kept the boxes for some reason. I think they were really flimsy. And, you know, something that wish I wish that we actually saved, um, you know, the boxes. Because new in box or used in box uh, right now on eBay is worth a lot. Uh, but everyone that I knew just tossed the box, basically. And, you know, uh, it, it decreased the value. But... That w w was a big one, you know, the, the rich kid in the neighborhood, one person had the power glove and you probably used it once. Um, in reality, that power glove is the biggest waste of money and I think you only got to use it in that driving game, I forgot what it was called, uh, or track and field. Um, but yeah, I mean, for some reason, and I wrote this in the blog too, we never had Super Mario Bros. 2. Um, and now Super Mario Bros. 2 was actually a copy of a game called Doki Doki Panic uh, in Japan because the Japanese version of Mario 2, which is kind of a continuation of Mario 1, was classified as too hard for American kids. And they thought people get angry and just stop playing Mario. Uh, so those uh, levels, if you want to play them, are in Mario All-Stars, the Lost Levels. That's the real Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, the American version is um, that version with Toad, Princess, Luigi, and Mario um, taken from Doki Doki Panic. So if you want to check that out, that's on the All-Stars. But yeah, for some reason, I skipped Mario 2. Um, for some reason, I also stopped playing Mega Man after Mega Man 2. So uh, I never played 3 and 4 until like the Legacy Collection for uh, PlayStation came out. And I remember I got Mega Man 1 after Mega Man 2, which is pretty interesting. And Mega Man 1's a lot harder, too. Uh, some of the other games, let's see, I'm trying to go through the blog to see if there's notes. But, you know, Ghostbusters, obviously, Maniac Mansion. And uh, in the blog, I, I go about my background, too. Um, we had a Commodore uh, 64 before Nintendo NES came out. Uh, so we're used to those games and those ports. Um, you know, g games like Maniac Mansion, we played before, that was a good port. Um, a Ghostbusters, I think, was a, a direct port, too. So, uh, yeah, but Commodore 64, that's an entire podcast episode that I could go into, because I remember that like it was yesterday, too, um, with, you know, Impossible Mission, with um, the Olympics games, with Grok's Revenge. Uh, the, that was pretty cool, and I, I was like three or four years old, and I remember... Uh, even the Sesame Street game, where you put like this blue plastic thing over the keyboard, so there's only certain keys that you can touch, and it was like a learning game. I think it was like Astro Grover or like One Two Three something. You could see videos on YouTube of it. Really cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, I remember it was like it was yesterday. So 
Um, yeah, the NES, I think, lasted us. I mean, I still have it in my closet, the original one that we used to play. Unfortunately, I left every single cartridge that I owned and I had from my friends in my college house in New Jersey. And when I moved out, I never took the games. And someone probably hit the jackpot with all of those because uh, some of them are worth a lot of money. Uh, I know for a fact that Snow Brothers is on eBay for like $200, uh, just the condition that it was in. So I lost, I mean, I didn't lose it, I just, they were there, but uh, I never took it with me. And then in college, when I was in college, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, that was the rise of emulation and Nesticle. So I kind of fell back in love with all of the NES classics, and, and now that the system's out, uh, I hacked that thing immediately and put all my favorites on there. So uh, this blog and this podcast is going to just be my memories um, onto paper uh, or onto voice and hopefully just getting the attention of other people uh, around the country, around the world that share the same kind of you know time frame passion as I do because I went um, Commodore 64, uh, I really remember. NES, I remember it like the back of my hand. And then after NES, I went to Sega Genesis. So I wasn't really big on um, Super Nintendo, and you'll see that in later blog posts. Uh, that was more of the emulation and, and just going to my friend's house and playing SNES. Uh, and then when that time came to make the decision to go to Nintendo or go another route, I chose uh, Sony PlayStation, uh, and it's stuck with PlayStation since then. So, you know, back then it was either you made the jump to SNES or Sega, and then after that I was like N64, PlayStation, or Sega Saturn. Um, so I made the rare jump of NES, Sega, Sony, uh, and have stuck with Sony since. So I'll consider PS1 games and PS2 games uh, retro on here because, believe it or not, um, it, it is over 15 years old and almost 20 years old on some of them. Uh, I believe the PlayStation came out in 97, I want to say. Uh, but I did get Sega Genesis in 1992. Uh, there's a blog coming about that, and I'll definitely make a podcast about that. Um, that is another fun system, one of my favorite, and then just going back and realizing how hard the games were uh, is a real eye-opener. And Sega is kind of in the background of what's going on with this renaissance of retro, uh, but they're also not embracing it the right way, so they totally dropped the ball on that Sega Forever uh, App Store or, you know, Game of game of the Week. They were going to release a, an old game, and it was just uh, their games, and they stopped releasing them. And then they came out um, with the Sega Forever Classics uh, pack, which is basically what was on Steam. Uh, but they took out Sonic 3 and Sonic Knuckles, uh, because I think of the Michael Jackson thing. Uh, but also, uh, they took out Echo the Dolphin, uh, and, and they really dropped the ball. They could have had downloadable games, they could have had more games, uh, but I wasn't satisfied with it, and I'll put a review up uh, on here too. But um, yeah, Sega had a lot of good things too, but uh, sticking with the, S, uh, with the NES, a uh, ton of games. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be replaying some on Twitch. Uh, if you go to twitch.tv slash deuceboy, uh, B0i. Uh, I'll be playing some games on there, and then also I'm going to throw some you know, long plays on YouTube, uh, and then reviews. If it's a game that I've never played before, and there's a lot that I've never played before, uh, maybe I'll do like a first-time run and just play till a game over or something like that. 
because there's a lot of, I think there's like 900 um, NES games. I probably played maybe 50 to 100 of them. Uh, and, you know, they're mostly the classics and then some of the obscure that I mentioned. So I'm interested in replaying them. Uh, there are a lot of bad uh, Nintendo games out there. And, you know, some of us own some of them. Some of us, you know, they're cult classics or have cult following. So I'm uh, interested to see what kind of games, you know, people want me to play uh, or what people think that their favorite games are because there's a lot that I've uh, never even heard of or never even played, and you have to think of this time as pre-internet, so uh, if the kids in your neighborhood didn't have it, then you probably never heard of it, because Nintendo Power came a little bit later, uh, and GamePro actually came a little bit later too, so if you weren't in the toy store looking at the displays, you would have no idea what games are coming out, so... Uh, that I'm going to keep on here too. I'm going to make blog posts, maybe do reviews uh, of games I never played. Uh, and then that just raw emotion of, you know, playing it live and getting the feel that way. So uh, I'm going to keep this blog for, you know, putting my thoughts on there. I'd like to hear your thoughts, uh, your favorite games, your memories, um, your timeline of gaming, uh, where you fit in the retro field. Or uh, There's a lot of, I don't want to say newer kids, younger kids. Um, that this is like completely ancient to them, but then there's some younger kids, even on YouTube, that uh, are in love with everything Nintendo, everything Sega, so uh, I'm interested to see what kind of uh, comments we get here, what kind of discussion, uh, because I'm open to it, and I don't know everything about any of this, but I just know what I remember, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys, and um, I'll probably put out maybe an episode a week, see how we're going. Uh, if I do, you know, think of something or remember something, I'll just write it down and uh, put some notes on. But stay tuned uh, on the blog. Uh, I'll be on Twitter posting, uh, maybe just taking pictures of random retro stuff and put it on my Instagram. Uh, but all of the links will be on the blog uh, page on digital-chris.com. And, and, you know, maybe we'll put this podcast on iTunes and see where it goes. So uh, stay tuned. Let me know what you guys want to hear from, uh, hear about. Uh, if you guys want to go over anything or if you want to join the discussion, let me know and I'll uh, see you guys on the next one.